Um, what, what's been happening to me is I've been I've been meditating on how God gives us so many things. He gives us the gift of salvation. He gives us, you know, mercy. And he gives us so many good things. And on top of that, he wants to use us. So the reason for this, for this series is for us to understand not only what gifts there are, but what gifts we have. Amen? Um, so we will be discussing like several things, but before we get into it, I would like to pray. You pray for me, pray to receive, um, and I'll pray as well. Father, we thank you, Lord, for what you're about to speak into our lives. I pray that you guide us. I pray that you speak to us, and, and I pray that you use me, Lord. Use me as your mouthpiece, as your vessel, and, and let the word, Lord, to do the do, do the speaking here. Let the Spirit do the speaking here, God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. And thank you for your word in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen? amen. So every time, almost at the end of the year, we always, I don't know, God and me, we have this awesome relationship where He takes me through the year and He's preparing me for the end of the year. And usually we have a retreat at the end of the year, and it's always like a preparation for the retreat. So this gifted series actually has to do with uh, Grace, Love, Power, which is the title of our retreat. So last year, the retreat title was Rejoice, and I knew that title since I was, you know, it was like summertime or something, or, or a little bit like right after summer. And I, I knew what God wanted to do, and, and God started taking me to how, you know, David, you know, he created, you know, a, a system of, of worship that matched heaven's worship. And there was like 4,000 worshipers. There was 2,000 servers. They had like a major mega church, and, and it, it matched what heaven was doing. And there was constant worship, and, and people would get up, you know, worship leaders would get up and start playing instruments, and they would begin to prophesy. They were playing their instruments. They would begin to rejoice. God told us that, that rejoicing in heaven happens when somebody, a sinner, repents. And, and there's rejoicing in heaven with the angels. And he told us that rejoicing has never ended. We should never stop rejoicing in the salvation that God has provided for us. Because we are no longer going to the other place. We're going to the good place. Praise Jesus. Amen. So he has saved us. He has prepared us. And so he always does that. He constantly is, is sort of guiding this whole thing. Sometimes I feel like, Lord, like, like you're doing everything, you know. And so I just want to lose my control and let him work. So we get to this thing called gifted. And what does it mean for us to have gifts? And, and, and why do we need these gifts? And what are these gifts? And what gifts do I have? And what gifts do you have? As we prepare for grace, love, power. So we will see this today, an overview, and then we will get into the details hopefully uh, next week and the following weeks to come. For some reason, Kevin, you know, he said today that we are game changers. I had here, we are world changers, which sometimes me and Kevin, we talk a lot during the week. And uh, all the time we talk during the week because we, we, on the computer, you can talk to each other, technology. It's called instant messaging. And he goes on, he's at work, and he goes on, and I'm on, and, you know, 
At first it started with several of us, like Carlos was on there at one point, and Ceci I think was on there at one point, and everybody fell off, and it just, me and Ke and Daddy was on there at one point, and then it, it just, me and Kevin now. That's so every time that I have like a word, he always goes on, he's like, oh, God has been talking to me about this and that, and I'm like, how do you know this stuff already? I'm going to preach this on Sunday. So anyway, he said world changers. And, and that's, I mean, game changers, and God told me, you know, tell them that they're world changers, that they're leaders, that they're influencers, that they adorn this world. Jesus said that you are the light of this world. He said you are the salt of this earth. Do you know that without me, this, uh, and you, <laughs> without me, and you, this world would be flavorless? Do you know that without you, the light, this world would be all darkness? I mean, think about that for a second. Without the church in this world, it would be darker than it is today. And right now, it's pretty bad. There's a lot of bad things happening right now. There's Christians being killed in the Middle East. There's things happening here in the U.S. There's like, the cops are going crazy. They're very militant right now. Like, all of a sudden, you see this kid get killed in, in wherever that was. And then the, the military, I thought it was the military, it was the cops. I look like military. That's never happened in the U.S. You understand how, how things are turning? But in the midst of that darkness, there is a powerful light. And that is you and I. We are the light of this earth. We are the salt of this earth. Amen? Amen. Jesus came to this earth. He came to display these gifts. He always walked around displaying these gifts. It wasn't difficult for him. It wasn't like a strain. It wasn't like, like I got to try and I got to feel it and I got to see if I tremble, then yeah, I can do this. No, he always just displayed the gifts. He's always walking with the Father in unity and being guided by the Spirit. And so we're going to see the life of Jesus and how he displayed these gifts. He would walk around prophesying. He would walk around knowing what people were thinking. And he is our example. He is, you know, he shows us how it's done. And so we're gonna we're gonna see that. We are, we are through our gifts, we are God's beauty on this earth. So go with me to Isaiah chapter 62. I'm gonna read the New King James Version. Isaiah 62, when you have it, give me a loud amen, or I got it, something to let me know you're there. Isaiah 62, man, that's one of us, all right, Isaiah 62, verse 3, are you there? All right, New King James Version, it says, you shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem, is that how you say that? Whatever. In the hand of your God. You shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of our God, of your God. See, we are what God wears to beautify himself. Hello? We are His representation here on earth. We are His crown of glory. And we are His royal diadem. So the, the crown of glory is like, a, it is like a symbol of power. 
And the royal is a symbol of authority. But sometimes we think of power and authority, we think of it as kind of like uh, aggressive. We think of it as like war and we're going to destroy things. And that's true. There's an essence to that. We're going to destroy darkness and the works of, of Satan. Amen. But there's also a loving impact that, that we can have through power and authority. Because without power and authority, our gifts are really, uh, you can't put them to practice. Our gifts need that power and authority that God gives us. So he says that we are a, a crown of glory and that we are royal diadem in his hand. That he says, look, this is my church. This is my, my beloved. This is the one that I love. Imagine that. Imagine, imagine when in the Old Testament when, when Satan went before God and God said, have you looked at my servant Job? That means that, that God was, was sort of boasting on his servant Job. And now that you have Jesus, uh, Job didn't have Jesus Christ. He didn't have the blood of Jesus. He didn't have the grace of Jesus Christ over his life. It was just Job in the Old Testament and God was boasting over Job. Now God with us, he says, man, this is my crown of glory. My church, my beautiful, beloved church. And I want to adorn a crown. Amen. A crown is not just a piece of metal, but it has jewels, it has rubies, it has diamonds, it has beautiful things that adorns the crown. And those are the gifts. Those are the gifts that the spirit that God has given us. In the NLT version, I like what it says in the NLT version. I wanted to show you this. The Lord will hold you in his hand for all to see. A splendid crown in the hand of God. The Lord will hold you for all the world to see a splendid crown in the hand of God. That's why people are attracted to you. That's why people are like, what's different about you? That's why people go after you. You think it's you, but it's not. It's Jesus inside of you. Amen. It's Jesus inside of you. And that's why it's important that we know our gifts. Our gifts, brothers and sisters, is not about us. It's about others. The reason that God gives us gifts is so we can, we can be less selfish. And that we can be more selfless. That's the reason for gifts. That's why he pours so many gifts on us. You'll see. I was amazed by all the gifts that God has given us. That are at our disposal. There's so many. You thought there was only nine. There's more than that. There's so many gifts that God gives us. Why? So that we can serve others. So we can be about the person next to us. So we can be about our neighbor. So we can be about our brother and sister. That's why God is giving you gifts. So you can be less selfish. Amen. So that I can be less selfish. All of us. And as you know, I have, I'm just setting it up right now. As you know, the enemy, of course, we have an enemy of our lives. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants, he wants to rob you of your natural, spiritual tendencies. What's natural for you, your gifts, he wants to rob you of that. He wants to make sure that he brings so much negativity to your life 
that when you actually want to do something good, you don't because you doubt yourself. You question yourself. You're like, should I do this that's good? Well, it's good. Do it. If it's good in God's eyes, do it. But what happens is the enemy comes and he tries to rob you of the ability. He tries to rob you of, of the consciousness to be able to do something good for others. So we're consumed with doubt sometimes. He comes and attacks us. But, but he wants to rob you, not of your salvation, because he can't rob you of your salvation. He didn't give it to you. you. You didn't even give it to yourself. God gave you salvation. No one can rob you of your salvation. But what can happen, what can happen is he can hinder you and try to prevent you from doing good. Amen. From even feeling good. I know that's kind of weird in the Christian world. They think that, that you got to feel bad to be Christian. That you got to be miserable to be Christian. I was telling Cynthia this morning, if that's what, uh, let's stay home on Sunday morning then, Sunday afternoon. If being Christian is being miserable, oh, you gotta, you know, do this and that, and, and you gotta humble yourself and make sure that people step all over you. No. God wants you to be a warrior. He wants you to be victorious. He wants you to receive his glory. He wants you to walk around confident in him. Not in your own gifts, not in your own strength, not in your own skills, but in him. How many gifts are there? Anybody know? Good. Who offers them? God. That's a good general safe answer. Very good. Holy Spirit. I like that. Very good. Anyone else want to go with Holy Spirit? Going once? Going twice? All right. Everybody's wrong. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Can we put them to practice? Or how can we put them to practice? How do, that's a rhetorical question. You don't have to answer that one. How can we put this to practice, these gifts? Jesus displays all of these gifts. And we will see each one of them in him. Now, secret... And, and sort of a sort of a kill here. Jesus said these words. Father, let me dwell in them as you dwell in me. Jesus has all the gifts. Amen. Amen. So there are several reasons that I thought of and that maybe you can uh, you can add some more later. Reasons for these gifts in the body of Jesus Christ. You ready? To display God. To change atmospheres. To transform lives. To reach the forgotten. Thank you. To reach the forgotten. To display the body, the church as one. Are you with me? To beautify the earth. Tell the person that's you, you're beautiful. Now, if you're single, make sure you mean it as spiritual as possible, please. If you're married, make sure you mean it as spiritual as possible to the person around you. You are beautiful in Jesus. Tell them, in Jesus, in Jesus, you're beautiful. And some of you that are actually sitting next to your wife, you can say, hey, you're actually beautiful. Like my wife right here, she's very beautiful. To me, but nobody else thinks she's beautiful, please. <clears throat> so that is why except for Jesus not one person has all the gifts because we need it to be as a collective as a body 
There's people that think the pastor, he must have all the gifts. Uh-uh, not this one. I mean, I have access to them just like you do. I can use the gifts just like you can. I'm no different than you. Now, I have one gift that I'm not going to mess up for you right now because then I'll give some stuff away that might we might differ in. There's some that we differ in. Now, one gift is not better than the next one. But what happens is that we, we as the people, we say we, we, we glamorize gifts. We make them, we glamour, oh, the guy with the microphone in front of the wooden thing. Oh, that's, wow, that's glamorous. And then there's someone sweeping outside and you're like, I'm going to be like that guy. I'm going to be like the powerful man of God. No, the gifts uh, there's not one more important than the other. That's why when, where's Johnny at? He's, he's helping. When Johnny said, all of you are important, he was speaking by the Spirit. I was sitting back there and I was like, thank you, Jesus. I have to be as nervous. You're sort of confirming all of this stuff. He stopped worship. I was like, what is he doing? Stop worship. And he said, hey, guys, all of you are important here. And that's important. That he said that. Because it's true, brothers and sisters. Tell the person next to you, you're important. Tell someone different, though. Stop telling the same people. You're important. Tell them. And mean it. Look at them in the eyes. You're important. We love you. You're important. Tell them also, wake up. Also, wake up, please. You're important. Amen. That is why we need diversity in the body. Say diversity. We need to be diverse in the body. It doesn't mean that we need to have all races. Hey, we, we got to make sure we got a Middle Eastern in there. If not, it doesn't work. No, I mean diver <laughs> diverse. Diverse meaning in, in the spirit, in the gifts that we all have. We need to all be. And, and we need to respect each other's gifts and honor each other's yeah, gifts. Yeah. We need to let someone shine if they need to shine. We need to say, let someone just, you know, just do their thing. We can't say, hey, now wait a minute. Now we, we didn't pray for you yet. You know, we gotta bring the oil. Somebody bring the oil. We gotta pray for them. So no, like I'm serious. We all need to let each other shine. There's times where I love to sit there, and my wife preached on Friday. She preached an amazing sermon, and I'm like, thank God, I just to sit there and let people just shine, just shine. I come on Saturdays. I'm like, all right, mom, go ahead, you do your thing, and she, oh, she prays. She can go for a million years praying. But I'm saying, like, we all need to let each other shine and be honorable to each other. And you can no longer sit on your gifts. You can no longer say, oh, well, you know, I'm too busy or, or, or the man doesn't let. No, 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 no. Heck no. Don't wow. sit on your gifts. Don't, don't sit on your gifts and say, no, I'm going to put this gift in my pocket and maybe when I'm 45. No, no, no. Maybe when I'm 100. Maybe, maybe now. Maybe now we can use our gifts. Maybe now we can honor our gifts. Because you're gifted, you're gifted. Tell the person next to you, you're gifted. You're gifted. You're gifted. We are going to destroy, brothers and sisters, we are going to destroy the works of the enemy. We are going to step on the snake's head again after Jesus did it. He, he killed them already. We're going to come over there and be like, are you dead yet? You're dead. Going to destroy the works of the enemy. Why? Because of our gifts. Amen. Because of what God put inside of us. 
It is like a, like a, let's think of it as an armed forces, you know, like a, in a, in a good way, because you know, not, war is not always fun and, and nice. But when, 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 when someone's defending themselves as a country, as a nation, there's so many aspects of the armed forces that's going on. There's, there's the water, the land, the air, there's the, the medical guys, there's the people, the, the scientists, there's the aid personnel, there's the surveyors, there's, there's the people that just putting up the tents. But all of them are important and all of them are equal. There's an order to things, yes. But not one of them is less important, at least in the heavenly army, at least in the army of life. Not one of you is more important or less important than the next. Amen. The mouth is not less important than your foot. I bet you love your foot. I know you put it in a shoe and a sock, so you must like it. You take care of it, I'm sure. But sometimes, you know, the, the things that we see on our face, we think these are like, oh man, I'm getting wrinkles in my face. I better start doing some cream. But your, your feet are just as important, brothers and sisters. And in the body of Christ, the mouth, the eyes, the nose, the ears, the hands, the feet, the, the, the torso, everyone is important. And all the gifts are important. All working together simultaneously, cohesively as one. That's what God wants in the body. No jealousy. Why? Because we're all serving the same God. Why should we be jealous of the next person if the one that gets the glory is God? Yes. So we're not going to be jealous. We're not going to be envious. We're not, we're not, we're going to be, as a matter of fact, we're going to be the complete opposite. We're going to be like, you know what? You go this time. You know what? You, I'm, I'm pushing you to go forward. I want you to use your gifts. I want you to shine. Amen. That's the difference when you preach the true gospel of grace. And that other stuff. We as a heavenly body, as a collective, as Grace and Love Church, we need to understand this. That our gifts, our functions, how to display them together as one. Everyone, if you have ideas, please talk to me. Talk to Cynthia. Talk to someone. Talk to the leaders, to Danny, to Kevin. Everybody. Talk to someone. You have ideas. Hey, we should do this. Man, that's a good idea, but guess what? I'm going to be like, okay, you do it. Amen. And then they'll be like, oh, no, well, I thought maybe y'all could do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Already got 10 plates around me. You want to add an 11? Come on. You do it. That's why God put the idea in your heart, not mine. Amen. So I want to let you do it. But people are like, nah, but you know I can but you guys should do it because it's a good idea. Of course it's a good idea. God gave it to you so you can do it. Amen. So don't be afraid to speak. Unless the, the thing is weird and you're like, hey, we should put upside down boxes everywhere. And then I'm going to be like, whoa. I'll, I'll do it. Don't, don't worry about it. I'll do it. <laughs> but, but you can shine, especially in this church. Hebrews 10, don't go to it. I read it to you two weeks ago. This is why this is so important. I want to remind you. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. The question is, are you motivating the person next to you or around you to acts of love and good works? Or are you saying, no, nah, don't do that because you're going to look dumb. So, think of ways to motivate. How can I motivate 
Sylvia, let's motivate her. Let's let's do something. Hey, hey, go do this and go do that. Hey, how can I motivate Dennis? Dennis, we gotta motivate you. Let's let's have you do acts of love and good works. Let's motivate each other. Let's think that the Bible's like saying, like, like you should actually take time to think, sit there, think, you know, like think of ways, strategize, plan, and say, how can we get this person to do more for God? Amen. I love the word of God. It, it, it's never void. Man, that's right. And it says, and let us not neglect our meeting together. That's why that's so important. Because of the gifts. We encourage each other. Don't miss church just because the enemy said, hey, you know, you don't feel good today. Don't go. Say, so, you no, know, you're a liar, flesh. You're a liar, enemy. I'm going. Man. Because I might bless someone today or I may receive something today. The world is dark, but it's also waiting for us to use our gifts. Are you ready, church, to use your gifts? Amen. Two people, I love it. Two God, at least two. Are you ready, church, to use your gifts? Amen. Are you ready? Here's the first revelation. The Holy Spirit has gifts. He has nine. Ready? Ready for some fun? Amen. The Father has gifts too. And the Son has gifts too. So the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit has gifts. And He wants you to use them as one. We are about to enter into an understanding of God that many people have not stepped into. If you take this journey with me and this ride with me, you're going to come out of this more empowered than you are today. I'm not trying to convince you as a salesman, but I'm trying to motivate you as a leader and a pastor of this church. That what God gives me, we should not take in vain. We should not say, oh, it's just another sermon or another series. Because it's not me coming up with this, it's Him. And it's His revelation. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 12. We're going to look at the gifts of the Father first. I'm going to read the New uh, Living Translation. Trinity is three. And I know sometimes it's difficult to understand that they are also one. But they are one. But they are three. And I kind of like that. That it's complex. Because... It allows us to grow and discover more. And since he is God, it's good that he's complex. But he simplifies himself to us because he loves us. So Romans chapter 12. Are you there? Amen. Okay, I'm not. So hold on. Romans chapter 12. Now, I preached this. I think it was the first sermon of the year this year in Culver City. And I had no idea. It's so awesome when God gives you a revelation of the same chapter, the same verse. Uh, and actually, maybe it was last year, January. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the same chapter, the same verses, but it gives you a new understanding. That's how the Bible is. And that's how the Holy Spirit is. 
Uh, you can read something and then it changes it something else. Okay. Now, you'll see that some words uh, sort of change when I say them, but they mean the same thing. So we're going to read from uh, verse 3 to verse 12. Amen? For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. God has, has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members, see the language? Members, uh, uh, he said uh, not to think highly. For we as, as members of one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Verse 6 is key. Having then gifts deferring according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith, or ministry, let us use it in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts, imagine exhorting is a gift, in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. I cannot believe when I read this that these were gifts. The Holy Spirit is telling me these are gifts. People have these gifts, but we ignore them sometimes because some of them are just not as glamorous. So there's seven gifts of the Father. Isn't that interesting that there is seven gifts of the Father? When we read the gifts of Jesus, it'll make more sense to you why. So the first one is prophecy. The second one is serving others. Imagine that. There's people that have a gift that just like to serve others. I've asked people in my, in my sort of, I guess you can call it career of leadership. I've asked people, what do you want to do for the Lord? They're like, Bancho's one of them. What do you want to do for the Lord? I don't know. I just want to serve. Wherever people need help, I just want to help. And I'm like, what? That doesn't mean, what do you want to do? I just want to help. But what do you want to do? I just want to help. You get the point. And I'm like, that's a gift I'm sure you have. Serving others. Imagine that's a gift. And we, we, we sort of like, don't glamorize that. We, we kind of put it, okay, yeah, yeah, go serve, over, go clean over there, go serve, go serve. Hey guys, I'm the pastor. You know, that's important too. Look at the third one is teacher. There's some people, and we're going to see this in real life scenarios. When I get into each gift, I'm not going to get detailed today, but we're, we'll see it in a real life scenario. Like if someone walks into a hospital and has one of these gifts, well, how do they act? And you'll start recognizing people's pers actual personalities. And you'll be like, oh, that's why Kevin's like that. <laughs> Teacher, ask a lot of questions. Amen. Well, how's it going to work, though? So, is it, wait, is it at 10 or 9.30? Because you said 9.30, I'll show up at like, but is it at 10 or 9.30? Are you just saying that? Teacher. <laughs> Fourth gift. Exhorter and exhortation has a really bad uh, connotation. People have used it in the wrong way. I was at a church in Mars a long time ago and I was serving with the kids. 
And, and, and so the, some brother walks in and, and we're like, hey, so how was service? Sir, worship was great, but the preaching, man, I feel so beat up. I feel exhorted. And I thought, I don't want to feel exhorted. But if you look at the Greek meaning of exhortation, it's to encourage someone. When you exhort someone, they should feel good when they leave your sight. Amen. Have you ever talked to someone and all they have is positivity and encouragement? And you're like, Dini's not here, but she's like that, at least with us. Um, she's like that. She encourages and she says, always positive. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to talk to you right now. I need to be sad right now. <laughs> the fifth one is giver. There are people that might not preach ever one day in front of a crowd but they love to give Amen. they're like tell me what I can bring I'll give it whatever you want I'm like alright well just bring me a car <laughs> a giver Come on, man. number six leader there are people that are called to lead and leaders are annoying they're very passionate they're like, why didn't nobody show up? We, we, we announced it. We set a time. We, we told everyone. I personally called 10 people that you guys called. And blah, blah, blah. And then, leader. Come on. It's interesting. When the father gives gifts, they sort of become personality traits. The seventh one is kindness or mercy. There's some people you can backstab them a million times, but God has given them a beautiful gift of being kind. And you're like, I'm trying to get you mad. And you're like, oh, I'm good. I, I forgive you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God is the one that gives these gifts, the Father. Um, so the verse says God, right? God gives a measure. Every time we see God, is, is talking about one, but it's talking about the Father. For God gave His only begotten Son. You guys get it? God, Father. They show the character of the Father. They show the protectiveness of the Father, the leadership of the Father, the loving and mercy, mercy of the Father. They show the completeness of love in the Father. That's why there's seven of them. So let's go to the gifts of the Son in Ephesians chapter 4. I got it. Come on, guys. Ephesians chapter 4. Okay, hold on. There. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 9. You there? Chapter 4, verse 9. Come on, everybody. Let's go. Now this he ascended. Oh, I'm reading New King James. Let me change it. Sorry about that. Um, okay. Notice that it says he ascended, talking about Jesus. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens, praise God, so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now these, this is very clear, are the gifts of Christ given to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, 
and the teachers. Oh, man. How many are there? Five. All right. You getting it? Father is love. The Bible says God is love. The Father who loved the world gave His Son. The Son is grace. The Son comes with five gifts. Five gifts in the form of anointings and callings for the church. So verse 11 says, Christ gives these gifts to the church. Well, the first one is apostles. The second one is prophets. I can't get into them today, but I will. Each one of them. Third one is evangelists, pastors, and the fifth one is teachers. And all of them are equally important to the church. And none is greater than the other. You know how there's one church, churches out there that say, oh, the apostle is God almost. All of them are the same. They all function together. An apostle should not feel like he's higher than a pastor and put pastors down. Never. Because these, imagine, these are the gifts of Jesus Christ. Why would I put down the gifts of Jesus Christ? Alright. So that's five. That's grace. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We gotta finish in three minutes here. First Corinthians chapter twelve. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. First Corinthians chapter twelve. Verse seven. Are you there? Amen? Alright, let's get it. Isn't this good food? A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice, word of wisdom. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge, word of knowledge. The same Spirit give great, gives great faith to another and to someone else. The one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift to each person should have. So the, the Holy Spirit says, All right, Father, you gave seven Jesus, the Son, beautiful, you gave five. Since I come with power, I'm going to give nine. Is that I'm going to add to it. So the gifts of the Spirit are broken, in, are broken into three sections. Each section has three gifts. They all function in the church. The key is that the Holy Spirit distributes these gifts. So here you have the Father who is love giving seven gifts. Here you have Jesus giving five gifts to the church. And here you have the Holy Spirit giving nine gifts. If you are writing stuff down, I hope you are, write this down. The Father gives gifts in the character of a person. 
The Son gives in callings or anointing. The Spirit gives in power and ability. All three work simultaneously in the body, the church of Jesus Christ. Some gifts overlap, and they almost seem like it's the same thing and similar, and that's good because Trinity is one. It's so cohesive and so united that it's actually one God working in the whole church of Jesus Christ. That's why the coming of the body together is very important. Gifts are not just to hold on to. There's stuff giving. His gifts are things that God literally, by the Father gave you, by, by the Son, and by the Holy Spirit gave you. So let's not ignore those gifts. The enemy wants to discourage us in using our gifts. Tell the person next to you, do not. Come on, say, do not. Be discouraged. The church, brothers and sisters, suffers today because some gifts are ignored. Some are considered more than others. So what we're doing is we're ignoring some gifts that the Father gave. We're ignoring the Father. We're ignoring some gifts that the Son gave. And, and there's actually some people out there that ignore the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, and we're not going to be that church. Amen. We're going to be the church that honors all the gifts that God has given us. Amen. Honor. Anytime you read any of the passages that we have read, it talks about honor and respecting each other and working as one body and, and letting the other person shine and not thinking much of ourselves, but thinking of others first. The gifts, they put the... God's mercy, grace, and salvation, and His presence, and the Holy Spirit, they point to Him. Amen. Our gifts point us to others. Amen. Our gifts are not for God. Our gifts are for other people. Amen. So it drives us to go looking for who we can serve and who we can bless. Don't ignore your gifts. Now, some of you sometimes mix your gifts, and we'll get into a little bit of that, where you think like, you know, a talent that you have is your gift, but inside, the thing that's going to fulfill you the most is when you discover your gift. And I'm an example of that. When I didn't want to be a pastor, but when I discovered that it was a gift that God had given me inside, I feel so fulfilled when I am doing my gift. And that's how God wants you to feel. He actually wants you to feel good about your life and yourself. Imagine that. The Father of heaven and earth, our good daddy, wants you to feel good. Oh, who thought of this? Give me a break. So honor enough to give room to the next person to also shine in their gifts. That's what I want. And there's people that hold me accountable for that. There's people you got to know that hold me accountable. Hey, we should let such and such go next time. And I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty laid back. How does I get mad? Don't get me mad. Church, do not ignore your gifts if you have been. Do not let anyone bring you down. 
to the point where you can't use your gifts. Do not think that you are too young or too old to use your gifts. Because they're not from the pastor and the church that gives you a position. They are from the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now get up on your feet. Let's pray. Praise God. sisters it's not like uh like you know we have some of those times where there's people going through stuff and, and that's good we want to pray for you today is a challenge yes. today is a challenge for you for you to be able to use all your gifts and just like flourish don't let your situation of life whatever you might be going through hinder you or stop you from using your gifts if I can have everyone's eyes closed, please. And I want you to put your hand over your heart, whichever hand, and you're going to minister to yourself these words. You're going to repeat after me. And you're going to say, I am gifted by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I will no longer ignore my gifts, but I will use them to their full potential. Thank you, Jesus, for I am gifted. Praise God. Raise your hand. Father, we thank you. 